2: Or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That's who we in applesauce. Three words for that who, la and blah. When I'm wrong, I say them. Oh, ah, it's
0: gangbusters. Damn, a Time!
2: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave Damashek here to break down the latest installment of the top 100 list on the NFL Network. We do it every Wednesday night right after the latest batch of 10 names is unveiled, counting our way all the way down to number one. I'm joined, as always, by my main man, seated to my immediate right here. From NFL.com, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. What did you think tonight? Well, um, you know, now we're getting into that territory, and I should say that uh, you and I both put our lists together. You can review. I did top, you know, black tie behind the glass. We talked about it. He said, you know, enough with you just berating what the players voted on here because, of course, this is voted on by current players. That's how they came up with these names that are on this list. And, like I say, pretty consistently, most of them are outrageous. I mean, listen, of course, Tom Brady is going to be near the top. Aaron Rodgers – I hope he better be number 1 this year. Should have been number 1 last year. He wasn't even in the top 10 last year. But Black Tie rightly said, come up with your own list. You can't badmouth other people's if you don't do one of your own. So I sat down, tried to do 50 and ended up being 53, which works fine cuz it's the size of an active roster. So look at that davedamashek.nfl.com. See if you agree with that. But now we're getting into a territory where we're not going to see John Coons' name. You know, we're not he's not you know, people might miss um You know, uh, might overvalue him, but he's not going to be so overvalued that he's going to break into the top 40, I don't think. So I think now we're talking about positioning with these guys uh, of how far they are. And the first name that jumps out, let me read it to you in case you missed it. At 40, you had Cam Newton, Victor Cruz, then, Indominic and Sue, Steven Jackson. I like seeing that he gets that. You know, I think we've talked about rank. Quite a bit. We talked about it. In fact, a couple of days ago, if you go back and listen to episode number seventy of the Dave Damashek Football Program, we were visited by Heath Evans, fullback. By the way, in his day, so he tried to defend Vontae Leach and John Kuhn. You and I were having nothing; uh, would have nothing to do with it. But he (laughs) made a valiant effort to defend uh, to defend those guys. But like you know, he didn't he didn't uh, disagree with the fact that players are honoring some of their you know, the the, the veterans who've been around and have done it for a long time. So Steven Jackson maybe gets the vote for that. But I feel like when people just rank Running backs. When people are talking about that, his name almost never comes up. But that's the result of being on a team that's been irrelevant for his entire career. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we we uh, Stephen Jackson visited us visited us here in Studio Sixty Six a few months back and uh, talked about that and his desire to stay with the Rams and see him get over the hump there. Then you had Charles Woodson at number thirty six, Steve Smith, our old pal, or you know our our pal who's uh, visited us more than any other player in uh, Dave Damashek football uh, program history. Tom Bahali, another guy who in the last couple of years has really emerged. Matt Forte, Jari Evans, and then Eli Manning at number 31. Let's uh, start there and work our way down. Eli Manning, I thought that he might be as high as, like, uh, number 12. I wouldn't be surprised if he'd been in the top 10. i I'm So, in a way, I'm almost surprised that he's at 31 For as a point of reference. I have him at 32, so not that far off. Oh, look at you. See, but that's the thing is last year he wasn't even on this list, and I think it was pretty
1: clear the players didn't believe in him. Even though, you know, I, I even made mention of it last year, and I still get – uh giants fans tweeting me all the time go hey you still think Eli Manning's a, a bad quarterback well obviously not anymore because he's won two Super Bowls and there's a, a certain threshold that once you've won two Super Bowls you're automatically a hall of famer unless you're Jim Plunkett so yes so now it's one of those things where is he among the current players and if he's at 31 and I'm trying to think of how this will break out and how I was doing my own list To me, it's going to be quarterback-heavy at the very top, because it has to be. Because And I I, I love guys like Keith Evans, and I love people that talk about the game being a team sport. It's not. It's who is your quarterback. The quarterback position is so hard. It it, it is the biggest thing. And I know I talk about this all the time, but when I was a kid, you know, 21 on 21, the Rams and 49ers, pretty even. But when you have Joe Montana, and and he's going against Dieter Brock, That's completely. That's two different things, and that was the problem of why the team wasn't able to compete. So now, if you look at these quarterbacks that are bad and aren't, if you look at a team, let's say like the Jaguars, they missed with Blaine Gabbert, but if he was, you know, if he was on Cincinnati and then Red Dalton was with the Jaguars, how different would it be? So when you're when you're discussing these things, it just seems to me the quarterback has to be much higher on the list, and I guess that's a long way of saying that Eli Manning. As much as I was bagging on him last year, should probably be much higher up on the list.
2: Well, here's a decent way to quantify it. In my opinion, Cam Newton would be ahead of him if this is the standard I apply who do you want going forward for the next three seasons? Would I rather have Eli or Cam Newton? I would probably take Cam Newton. And Cam Newton, you can say, well, he only did it that one year. Well, he's one for one. It's batting average. He's had mm-hmm. he's had one crack at it. Had one gangbuster season. If he falls off in his sophomore year, then we'll reevaluate. But I but and he may because Steve Smith remains the only guy who really is there to uh, who can be a great pass catcher for him. I guess Greg Olson maybe, but uh, you know is a is a is a nice tight end. But uh, in terms of wide, wide outs, at least, uh, Steve Smith is pretty much it. So maybe he'll slip back. But I think Cam Newton, like I say, going forward, I'd rather have that. Now, a guy, what's the difference between Cam Newton and Darren McFadden? Darren McFadden's done it one out of four. Mm-hmm. He's had many shots at it and just keeps getting hurt. So I can't rate him that highly. So I, I would put Cam there, but I get it. He won the Super Bowl. He's won. You know, He's beaten the Patriots twice now. But you know the 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 standard that everybody uses, yourself included, rank. You say, well, Phil Rivers, if he had that uh, Giants defense or had that Steelers defense, he would have won two Super Bowls himself. I disagree with that, but I do think in Eli's case that the the that the reason, the number one reason that the Giants have won those Super Bowls, I'm not talking about getting through the playoffs. I'm talking about the actual Super Bowl game itself is the defensive line. That the, the, the Patriots O-line has not been able in 120 minutes of Super Bowl play has not been able to slow down that. That's so I, I, I say. And in fact when you look at my list, you'll see that I honor a couple of those pass rushers from the Giants because they are the difference makers. And by the way, I've talked at length before too Akeem Nix is dynamite. All he, his biggest bugaboo is, is health himself. When he's out on the field, he is so dynamic and speedy and strong and and big that uh, that he makes it he would make any qb look good i think if akeem Nix would stay healthy he would be the the third or fourth best receiver that's all that keeps him from doing that but we've already
1: seen him on this list he was
2: revealed some I time ago victor- I'm sorry, the only reason i grade him down is because of his health but Vic- i do have him at number 37 in spite but, they of have,
1: that. but the, the players put victor cruz at 39 yeah is that a thing where the players talk about like- a one-year wonder and if you're game planning, is that, what they're, is that what we're seeing here? Like they're game planning, like Victor Cruz is the guy that they're most concerned about? Because there was always an anecdote about Art, Art Monk when he was up for the Hall of Fame, is that the teams that were playing the Redskins were more concerned about Gary Clark than they were about Art Monk. But, you know, Art Monk played forever, and he put up those huge numbers, so he's the one who eventually got the playoff nod. I don't see that being the case here. I don't see that Victor Cruz is the one that they're the most concerned about because, as you said, and I think we've talked about this on the show before, Hakeem Nix had that great Super Bowl, 10 receptions, was really, you know, somebody you talk about. He should have been I the run. MVP. I've yeah. said. I mean, if if Manningham
2: doesn't make that catch, which is obviously the, the single play of the game, then I bet you Hakeem Nix is the MVP of the game. Yeah.
1: It, you know, it is. And it's kind of tough. It's like when you hold that standard of, like you know, it's got to be Super Bowl, it's got to be this. You know, how you're, how you're breaking it up. Are we giving Eli too much credit? Are we not? That means I still think that Eli should be a little bit higher. I don't think Victor Cruz should be this high and Hakeem Nick should be should be above him for sure.
2: Well, and as I've pointed out a million times now, since the NFC title game, Eli Manning throws one strike to Mario Manningham in the second half, and it's a great pass and it's a game-changing play that he makes. But the fact is, he was lousy from the time they came out of the locker room for the second half on. He was not. Eli didn't have a great game um, there. They 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 basically got lucky to get to that Super Bowl. But so be it. He's won two Super Bowls. You got to give. I, it's fine to put him in the top, uh, you know, three or four dozen names out there. Mad Forte, you know. Heath Evans argued with me he said I should have him in my top 10 Matt mm-hmm. Forte the players put him in there at number 33 how say you rank do you he said Heath Evans said he's the most complete running back in the game I don't know that that matters cuz Darren Sproles is more complete than than Adrian Peterson does that mean I would put Darren Sproles ahead of him no of course
1: not. no yeah you know well rounded but does a lot of things well I wonder if this is partly because of the injuries but if you're looking at pure football players, Matt Forte should probably be a little bit higher on this list. When you're looking at running backs, you mentioned it back in episode seventy, where you talk about the Texans. Arian Foster will probably we haven't seen him on this list yet, you know, and he's gonna end up being very high. But you have a guy with you had Ben Tate there, who is also nearly rushed for a thousand mm-hmm. yards. And pretty much you can put anybody. Steve Slayton had success in that Houston Texans. Ain't that right? Game.
2: Just like we talked about. I mean, it comes from Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak is the head coach. Where did he? Where was he before? He was the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos, and they always, with their blocking scheme, they all the, all those running backs always made hay in Denver. We know that for the for the ten years that preceded Kubiak's time in in uh, Houston. So yeah, so no, no coincidence there, and that's why I have the Texans' offensive line at number thirty nine. Oh, good. See, that's how. That's smart. Uh, uh, it's not. I maybe I should even have him higher up, and I should move Arian Foster down from number ten. Yeah, he just some... had two such humongous years. Now it's hard to to uh, to t- to discredit him. And in fact, he's my highest rating running back at number ten. Am I right on that count to not put a running back any higher than that? It's a dimini- It's a position that has diminishing value in the league. Obviously, so I I don't want to put him too high up there. But why well, a... but he, Peterson Foster. You know, Ray Rice was spelled by Ricky Williams last year, but I have him at number 24. But, you know, MJD is a true, you know, every down back. Um, it seems, So I have him at number 18. So those are the names I put in front of Matt Forte. I get it with Matt Forte, but there's something about him. There's a quality to him. I'm not sure what it is. What do you think it is? Is it his, that his name's Matt and that doesn't seem like a great <laughs> running back name? Is it... Uh, is him running? Is it the fact that he runs behind that lousy offensive line? He just doesn't cut the figure of a guy who's a banger, who's a guy who right. if I wanted to ha- hand the ball off 25 times in a game and really grind somebody out, he doesn't seem to me to be a guy who can do that. But that's maybe completely baseless. I'm sure Chicago fans are going to rise up and attack me for saying that. For some reason, but, you know, the Bears agree, though, obviously, because they have durability because that's what they keep saying is durability. But then again, any back who's been in the league for – four or five years and takes a pounding is going to start to wear down in this day and age. It's
1: true. But I would put, uh, when you're talking about where do you put him against LaShawn McCoy?
2: Oh, I, I, that's who I meant. That's who I didn't mention with shady McCoy. I have shady at 14. I really should change that. You know what? consider a change. Consider shady ahead of Arian Foster. Now I'm going to change that as we speak. See, I told you, I'm not going to be one of these, uh, one of these NFL guys. Oh, my rule. What I say goes, listen, a is a man of the people i'll change it you're one of the people there uh ranks i'm going to change it for you you're welcome thank you all right any other thoughts you'd like to share there and domic sue the bad boy i say to sue keep on doing what you're doing fella um, your you know, this this nonsense, this politically correct atmosphere of hey, this kid better get his head squared on straight or he's going nowhere. I mean, he's got all the talent in the world, but he plays with too much of an edge. Yeah, it really destroyed the careers of Dick Butkus and Jack Lambert and Deacon Jones playing with an edge. Don't yeah. you dare do that in Sue as a defensive player. Yeah, Fat, you know if I you say.
1: if you got to take, what do you say though? Is it one of those things where if you've got to take a, a game where he, I don't want to say as far as stomping on another player's head. But where he gets a couple of roughing penalties here and there, it's like the Raiders of the 70s where they would, you know what, hey, you know what, they were the most penalized team, but they were taking rough penalties, roughing the passer, you know, maybe taking liberties with with the runner or something.
2: That's what you kind of want from your interior linemen. Yeah, exactly. So I I have no beef with the way he plays. I'm pleased to see that he's uh, he's honored by it because, you know, he's not he isn't a guy who's a stats machine. He's a guy who consumes so many blockers that he frees up the Cliff Averill's of the world Mm -hmm. to to make their hay. All right. Well, listen, so that's our review of numbers 40 down to 31. That means we have three shows left here. Rank of these. uh, these top 100 review shows, you could watch them every Wednesday night on the NFL Network. We'll be back with more Huey and applesauce later on. And also, while you're trying to fill the time this summer, why don't you go ahead and uh, subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher or however you want to do it to listen to the Dave Damashek football program. It's available for you there. Um, so, uh, so be on the lookout for an upcoming episode next Tuesday, but you can go back and listen to number 70. Matter of fact, do yourself a favor. You have uh, all this downtime in the summer. Just start at number one. Work your way back up. You'll see the pleasure. You'll see as we unfold the onion peels and it will become <laughs> all the more delightful as you get to know one Adam Rank who you can follow at Adam Rank at Twitter. And me, Dave Damashek, at Damashek for Black Tie, for Rank. It's been a
0: thin slice of that.